Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Business Podcast and the first in a series of interviews supported by the Digital Greenhouse. I'm Amanda Eulenkamp and each month I'll be speaking to the local entrepreneurs using the island's innovation hub to help get their ideas off the ground. First up is Dan White from Daniel White Health, who describes himself as a health geek, coach and human being. Dan is doing some really innovative work in the field of sleep education with his programme Sleep Better, Live Better and he has ambitions to encourage young people in particular to understand how important sleep is and the effect it has on our lifestyles. It's a fascinating chat, so here it is, the first in our Entrepreneur Series with Dan White. bit about your business you've got daniel white um health and you've also got your sleep better live better program yes Monday i do uh, so first of all thank you very much for having me on the podcast it's exciting to be part of something new in guernsey and i think you know the digital greenhouse first of all um you know an organization which i've done a lot of work with and have really housed me in my journey through entrepreneurship um are certainly you know doing something great to be able to uh, connect local businesses with you know new and fresh entrepreneurs and um, through yourselves at the guernsey press um, I do have a couple of things going on. I've always got a few plates spinning as such. Um, but predominantly, I, I focus um, my work around two businesses. Um, the first is kind of my brand, which is Daniel White Health. And through um, that business, I deliver a lot of one-on-one coaching services. Um, I accommodate from a functional medicine perspective. So really, I'm chiefly interested in holistic health. So I'll help people to explore their nutrition, their sleeping habits, their relationship with stress, um, maybe, you know, relationships with others in their lives, exercise, and all of these kind of cornerstones of lifestyle medicine. I also um, work very closely with my, my colleague and actually my housemate, a gentleman called Justin Wolfer, and we run um, health retreats together. So we incorporate all of these different uh, kind of the separate or seemingly the separate areas of health into um, like week-long retreats and so we're really excited actually we've got our first uh, European retreat coming up in May 2022 in Portugal so that's going to be really good um, and I also do a lot of corporate training as well so I work with organizations small startups all the way through to large multinational global organizations providing training relating to nutrition um, mainly sleep and well-being kind of topics um, so that's kind of what I do on a day-to-day basis. And then about um, three or four years ago now, I founded an organization called Sleep Better, Live Better. Um, that was after a period of tragic sleep. Um, in all honesty, for myself, I went through a period of burnout at the start of my career. Um, and I took some time off to begin to learn about lots of different um, kind of information and, and kind of advice that was out there relating to sleep. And I suddenly realized that, you know, even in functional medicine, um, which is my day job, you know, it's a really progressive, you know, evidence-based, futuristic, you know, approach to medicine. We weren't talking about sleep that much. Um, And what I learned from, you know, lots of different mentors and authors and stuff like that, um, I wanted to kind of compile into a program, into online resources, and then to begin to share that um, initially with the public um, since that with a lot of big organizations. And, you know, maybe we'll get on to talking a little bit about uh, the work I'm doing in schools and and with the youth as well. So yeah, kind of got two things going on there. They're all health and well-being focused, um, but one of them is kind of more of a this is me, and the other one is kind of um, it's more of a heart and soul project in terms of you know the the perspective I have on 
where we're heading as a society and the kind of gaps that I think that we can fill quite easily in order to support, you know, um, our community's well-being. I know, actually, in a previous conversation, you actually set my mobile phone to have this funky red light that I can have at night time. So uh, I know that that's all part and parcel of helping you get a good night's sleep. Do you think over the last couple of years with COVID that it's, companies have actually really taken on board the importance of their um, staff's well-being? It's really interesting. I mean, um, so just to sidetrack from that question um, for a moment, but to give you some context, since uh, COVID, the kind of um, the glass ceiling above my head has kind of burst, and I'm now working with organisations all over the globe, primarily because you know most of the stuff is still online now. Um, but what I learned very quickly is that you know we were actually quite um, far behind in the Channel Islands and in the UK generally. Uh, you know, across um, like the Americas, you know, Europe and places like that, a lot of at least large organisations have you know very well established well-being programmes. And I think that, you know, certainly um, prior to COVID, there was um, a kind of developing and evolving, um, how would I say, kind of ecosystem around well-being within organisations. I'm, you know, more interested in the odd well-being hour talk or, you know, providing a little bit of fruit and nuts uh, in the kitchen and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, certainly since COVID, things have really stepped up and I think, um, you know, most organisations now, rightly so, have some form of, of strategy um, built within their, uh, you know, the culture of their organisation, which is obviously so important because, you know, just kind of going back to the sleep kind of angle of things, we know now that, you know, the research is showing us that people have been sleeping terribly throughout lockdowns and throughout the last two years and the knock-on impact that this is having on, you know, mental health primarily, but obviously, you know, physical health as well, children, you know, child-adolescent development, you know, schooling, all of these areas is just, it's, it's huge. So there's never been a more important time for us to, you know, um, empower, you know, the people around us, whether they're colleagues, children in our schools or, you know, um, our employees in order to, to sleep well or to, to live well. You mentioned actually that you've got your first European retreat coming up and I know you've done some retreats on Ireland and that's been great for people who've had to staycation recently but the opening up of the borders is obviously a, an extra opportunity for you. Just tell us, talk us through one of your retreats, what, oh, what you get. This is brilliant. So um, we've been running the retreats now, this is our, our second year, we've run four so far, they're all at uh, Fermain Valley Hotel in Guernsey and as you said they've been mainly uh, reserved for locals because of travel uh, limitations and things like that and what, um, you know the, well, I should say, the reason that the retreat idea was birth is because I um, moved in with my colleague Justin Wolfer and he um, his take on, on health and well-being was coming very much from um, a movement perspective, so he's an, an internationally renowned movement yoga teacher um, you know, really has done a lot of breath work, um, you know, all of these different movement modalities and I was coming from the perspective of you know nutrition and stress management and sleep and we kind of realized um, you know that like many of the the people that we follow in the space who are kind of mentored or taught us that we kind of had um, an overall you know picture or, or all the pieces of the puzzle that we kind of slot together and we started to work with you know a variety of our clients and you know provide some nutritional help to people who were moving with him and you know he'd help the people I was welcoming with nutrition and sleep to move better and things like that and we kind of decided that actually um, you know Justin had a bit of experience in doing yoga retreats in the past and that you know we really wanted to run them together so um, let me talk you through one okay so so far in Guernsey they've just been three days long and throughout those three days we like to include um, practical experience and kind of theoretical learning relating to each of our five pillars of health 
So we call them um, Total System Reboot Retreats. Um, our brand, mine and Justin together, is Total System Health. So we work on movement, we work on mindset, we work on breath work, we work on nutrition, we work on recovery. And what we do is we really thread it all into a kind of story that helps people to understand how interconnected all of these elements are. So throughout the start of the weekend, which, you know, as I said in Guernsey, they've been three-day retreats, which is usually a Friday, we'll begin by exploring, you know, oh, what is our connection with nature, our internal rhythms, how do does our sleep relate to, for example, our breath or our movement, you know, relate to our recovery and such like that. And throughout the weekend, we kind of give mini lectures interspersed with periods of movement or, you know, exploring and spending time outdoors in natural light or eating good nutritious food or connecting as, you know, like a community of individuals. And so the idea is that really we want to plant the seeds within everybody to then, you know, go out and perhaps um, develop more of an interest in these particular areas. Um, so no two people ever come to the retreat, you know, from the same place, I suppose. Some people might have a, a wealth or you know, believe themselves to have a wealth of information about nutrition or sleep, but really are struggling with their mindset, you know, um, setting goals for themselves, looking deeper into maybe unconscious drivers of behavior that could, you know, result in patterns that they've been displaying for decades and decades of their lives or you know someone else might come along and just think oh, I really want to learn how to sleep better but when you take you know a kind of 10,000 foot view of it all and um, there's a lot to be learned about the interconnectedness between these areas in order to help you kind of either you know improve from a state of ill health or really achieve your potential so we think that we have something you know um, to offer everybody essentially um, but the only thing the only problem we've had in Guernsey is that um, three days is really not a lot of time to spend with people in order to you know unearth a lot of this information so our foreign retreats um, or European in this case the first one in Portugal and we're also looking at doing something um, in Mexico probably towards the end of the year as well and they're going to be a week long so they're really going to give us like an immersive experience where we can explore the culture of the the place that we're visiting you know spend a lot of time outdoors in nature and kind of all things like that so it's um it's nice because you know being in the health and well-being um, industry for me I've never really wanted to pigeonhole myself into one specific area because I see health as this kind of like broad multifactorial concept and I think that our retreats are kind of like our little passion project where we get to really show people you know how we live you know what we believe in the in the overall context of health and you're very passionate about getting this message out to young people as well aren't you I know you you just talked about working with corporates in the light of COVID etc but you're also introducing your program into schools as a part of an educational um theme yeah so that's the that's the aim in the long term um now first of all what i generally believe in terms of health and well-being is that um lifestyle medicine and, and information that can empower us to to make changes to our, our lifestyles essentially which are the the foundation or the bedrock of our health um i think is a crying shame that a lot of that information isn't available freely to people um you know, I'm not here to talk about the politics of medicine or, you know, anything like that. Um, however, it especially upsets me when I start to think about children and the youth um, because, unfortunately, um, you know, children are at the whim of their environment and their environment largely is dictated to them by their parents and, you know, their caregivers and their schools and the environment in which they're, they're living. And if the environment um, in which they're living and the information they're being given isn't setting them up for success... Um, then, you know, um, they might experience what I experienced, which was, you know, 10 years of having to basically um, unpick, you know, all of the things that I had mislearned, I suppose, about health and well-being. 
So I'm very passionate about um, and recently have moved towards more the direction of, of supporting particularly adolescents and teenagers. I like to support parents because parents tend to have a very big influence on younger children, whereas children start to become more autonomous at like age 13, 14, 15, 16, um, which is also dangerous as well, as many parents will know. Um, so for a long time we were educating adults, and yeah, I've been in um, organisations, um, many locally as well, um, but like I said, across the globe, to deliver sleep education, and we also have um, some awesome products. So you mentioned lighting, so actually um, the, the bulk of my message, I was laughing, say it's about enlightening people. Um, but it's about talking about the quality um, of the light in our environment. So as in, you know, the lights above our heads, the lights coming from our mobile phone screens, our computers, our laptops, the lighting in schools, hospitals, organisations, um, and the effects this has on health um, and huge, huge effects on sleep, on mood, on energy levels and all these sorts of things. And for the last, um, you know, 100 years since we invented the light bulb, we've essentially gotten it quite wrong in terms of the way that we um, expose ourselves to too much of some types of light which are not that great for our health and not enough exposure to natural light. So it's a really big um, kind of theme, I suppose, of my, my mission is exploring this relationship with light. And so we have a couple of products, um, some of which are, are light bulbs, which um, give off certain qualities that help you to sleep better. Um, another thing is that these blue light blocking glasses, which I'm sure many of the listeners will have probably heard of before. Um, so wearing these, for example, before bed can help you to sleep better and sleep deeper and stuff like that. And really, really just simple, easy tools and techniques that can help basically everybody in our society. Um, and so I kind of like had this brainwave, I suppose. Um, and about a year ago, I actually, you know, I had a dream. And in that dream, um, I saw myself like giving thousands of pairs of these glasses out to children on the island and, you know, helping to equip them with the knowledge that would help them to sleep better. And um, I kind of woke up and I was like, oh no, I've got to go and do this dream now. So. Um, at the moment, I have um, teamed up with uh, one local school, which is the Guernsey Grammar School, and we have provided um, pairs of the blue light blocking glasses to children in currently in year 10 and 11. Um, so they're just going through their GCSEs, and we've had some fantastic feedback so far from the year 10 group. About 80% of the children said that they would recommend them to you know, friends and family, and they felt that they helped to improve their sleep. Um, and that's just very kind of one small intervention. So actually part of um, Sleep Better, Live Better has now been registered as a non-profit organisation. Um, so I will be going out, and this will be you know, something else for me to learn about on my business and entrepreneurial journey, um, to do some fundraising, you know, looking at grants and sponsorship um, to essentially support me to deliver not only like the blue light blocking glasses as an intervention, but also to deliver education within schools, um, which is no doubt going to be quite a long road in terms of you know, me working with um, state's education department and you know other organizations to develop perhaps educational tools which will be appropriate um, to you know children of different ages but it's it's a really exciting you know opportunity because I think um, at the end of the day um, when we sleep better um, we're better students we're better mothers we're better fathers we're better teachers we're better leaders entrepreneurs and you know our planet I suppose um, stands a chance of having a better future when those of us um, are slept better. Um, so if we can support the, the youth kind of generations, we might be able to, number one, obviously support health across the, across the board, but really, um, I suppose, protect ourselves from what is quite a, a dark downtrend in um, you know, the current sleep and overall health of our population. We'll be back with more from Dan White in a moment. I ask him about his journey to starting a business, 
and just how the digital greenhouse is helping him realise his vision. Over the coming weeks and months, we'll be hearing from lots more local entrepreneurs, so make sure to hit follow or subscribe on your podcast player. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your shows. Our thanks to the Digital Greenhouse for their support, but let's get back to the interview. And you're actually we're walking proof, aren't you, of, of what you preach? Because um, I know our listeners can't actually see you, but you're young, slim. Um, you've obviously eat well, and you obviously sleep well as well, from what you're saying. But it wasn't always like that, was it? Oh no, it was not always like that at all. Um, my, my health journey kind of um, began, I suppose, on a bit of a downtrend in my youth when um, I was quite highly addicted to video gaming at the age of about thirteen. Um, and over this course of about two or three years, I, I bloomed a lot of weight on. I was staying up very, very late at night, playing a lot of video games, not getting that much movement in. My diet consisted of pretty much beige carbohydrates, and that was about it. Um, and by the age of, of 16 or 17, I was about um, 18 or 19 stone in weight. So I was really, really overweight. And my mental health was pretty shoddy as well. There's a lot of anxiety and kind of low mood and things like that. And um, I then have kind of been on a slightly longer than a decade's journey now, I suppose, to kind of uncover all of the root cause factors that were, you know, um, leading me down that path. Um, I can't say that it's been the most enjoyable journey at every point. I think the first five years of it were really spent battling um, dogma, a lot of, you know, conventional beliefs about counting calories and, you know, you've got to just move more and eat less and, you know, all of this sort of stuff until I really began to, to find functional medicine and start to learn more about how, you know, a chair is really only as strong as its weakest leg. Um, so it didn't really matter how um, obsessive I was around counting my calories and, you know, um, exercising more if I wasn't sleeping well or if I was feeling, you know, highly stressed or if I wasn't communicating and, you know, having a, a positive relationship with light and nature and the outside world and things like that. So it's um, it's definitely been a, an unfolding, if that makes sense. Um, but I feel like over the last couple of years, especially the deeper that I've um, delved into kind of mindset work and looking at, you know, my belief systems and understanding that really I'm capable of what I believe I'm capable of, um, that I've really flourished, I suppose, in terms of my own health and well-being. And then obviously um, become passionate about sharing that with others. But also, I'm not perfect. You know, there are still some nights where I stay up a little bit later than planned, you know, maybe play a few video games with friends um, and things like that. And I think, you know, it's all part of the journey because I wouldn't for any second really not want to be able to relate to somebody. And I think that, you know, when um, we see health and well-being influencers and such like that and we have this kind of perfect image of how they must live their lives... Um, it's very difficult to relate to somebody in that situation. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm very glad that I've um, experienced what I've experienced um, because it's allowed me to um, understand the plight of others. Um, it's really motivated me to want to um, be somebody that can empower those people, just like there are people who showed me the way when I was younger. I wouldn't want anybody, however, to go on my journey, though, because generally speaking, I've had to make all the mistakes in order to learn. I'd much rather <laughs> kind of just teach people as we go along so that they don't have to um, to fall down as many times like I did. Um, obviously, as you say, you've been on a journey yourself, but your entrepreneurial journey has, has obviously run alongside your personal health journey. Um, you work out of digital greenhouse as well. So how, how have they helped you? Yeah, so, I mean, I've been involved with the digital greenhouse now for about three or four years. 
Um, really, to begin with, it was just a, a place to kind of plant my feet, um, you know, um, a Wi-Fi connection and a, a printer and a coffee machine um, at a fairly reasonable price, which was great. Um, but over the, the three or four years I've been there now, I've formed some fantastic connections with the other members and actually the, the team at the greenhouse as well. So they've given me um, quite a few opportunities to get involved in putting on events for, you know, for example, Wellbeing Week. We've also got um, National Sleep Awareness Week coming up from the 14th to the 18th of March in 2022, and I'll be running um, an event there. Um, they have connected me with organisations that have actually helped to support my work, and I've gathered you know, um, some of my most uh, kind of meaningful data to date um, through working with some of the organisations that I've been kind of networked into. Um, but also they're just um, a great team who are always there to kind of... Um, you know, reflect on the ideas that you're having to make suggestions and to support, um, particularly, you know, young and uh, kind of not young, but young, yeah, I suppose young businesses as opposed to young people. And I know that um, whilst I haven't been on one, they do have um, uh, a few startup programs in house that, you know, take you through um, kind of learning about all of the elements of business and such. I did go through um, their startup scale up program. With, um, which is built in collaboration with um, an organisation called Blenheim Chalcott and the States of Guernsey. Um, so we were provided with mentorship um, from some members of senior organisations um, and that's been you know, phenomenally helpful in helping us to break through into, for example, another market and you know, um, basically learn all of these crazy skills that you need as an entrepreneur because nobody tells you when you finish your university degree and you say that you want to start your own business quite how much you're going to have to um, grapple with you know, over the years. Um, and so they've been, yeah, like I said, just um, an absolute lifeline. Um, and I'm sure that they've helped me in many more ways than I've even been able to explain in that short couple of minutes your entrepreneurial uh, journey so far has has been based in guernsey is it a good place to start a business you know it's really interesting um i don't necessarily have somewhere to to kind of massively compare this against however um i look at other friends who have started other businesses and some of them seem to have had a bit of an easier ride than me and maybe that's the industry you know maybe they're providing a service which is something that is necessary whereas I'm bringing something which not only am I trying to sell a product and you know generate some revenue to live and develop my business but I'm also trying to educate people and sell them into the concept that the fact that they actually need this product or you know that this isn't you know a load of quackery for example when it comes to like sleep and light exposure and stuff like that um, it's, it's been challenging but I think that's been more the nature of the, the kind of industry that I'm in. Um, some of the benefits of starting a business I think in Guernsey is that you have very close proximity to the um, to your customers essentially. So I've done a lot of work with organizations in Guernsey and you know it's only usually a two minute walk down to their offices to have a chat in their HR room about you know what we might propose um, for the workforce or you know having um, quite a small community you know around town obviously you know we've got Taylor's Cafe and we've got the digital greenhouse and a few spaces where quite a lot of entrepreneurial people hang out and um, it's been really really helpful and beneficial but I think you know it can um, be more challenging if you're trying to sell locally but you don't quite have the network established I know that you know to begin with for me um, it, it's you know it's taken a few years to, to really get things off the ground and I think that's um, as I said you know part and parcel of the nature of my industry but also because I didn't have that dense network to begin with so um, more recently it's great because you know word of mouth is obviously a, a huge thing in Guernsey right you know if you can deliver some great product and service people know about it quite quickly and um, so that's definitely benefited me a lot um, however you know they're really does need to be um, 
a kind of focus for entrepreneurs on you know the delivery of that message as well. I think one thing that if I look back and I'd done anything differently, um, you know, I'm happy with the way that the journey's going, but I would have invested um, more resources into support with um, marketing and, and advertising um, because social media is great and, you know, word of mouth is great. Um, but at some point you probably need a little bit more help than that to upscale. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Guernsey has its um, kind of negatives and positives, I guess. But what's great now is that not only for many businesses do we have access to the local market, especially if you're like an information or technology business, but obviously, you know, the, the roof has now been blown off with Zoom and every other way that we can connect globally. So I've always kind of um, <laughs> lent to one of my friend Mark Wynn's uh, theories that Guernsey is uh, like test bed nation, that there's so many opportunities here, such as what we're doing with the, the schools project. You know, I want to equip every child with a pair of glasses in Guernsey so that, you know, all eyes are on Guernsey, you know, on the reports we're looking at and the research we're gathering. And then this can, you know, blow up across the Channel Islands or, you know, across the UK or across the globe. And um, so in that sense, you know, Guernsey is um, a prime opportunity to make a really strong example of various different business concepts, um, which, you know, in an, an ever-growing and kind of um, developing health and well-being industry, um, I think is a really, really exciting. And what's the next step for Daniel White? Daniel White the person and Daniel White the business? Ah, interesting. I've been reflecting on this quite a lot recently. Um, as we come out of the winter in Guernsey, I'm thinking a lot about spending time in the sun. <laughs> no, but um, I'm, I'm making some very, very big investments into my business at the moment. It's actually really, really scary. Um, but I'm working with um, an online uh, media agency to help um, kind of create um, a better system for my business because right now I have all of these elements that you know to someone looking outside in look like they all work um, but they take a lot of my time um, and a lot of them are not very um, self-sufficient so just the connectivity between all the things that I do, building a better platform that's more automated, getting my marketing more on point so that my message is kind of stronger and it reaches more people. So I've been doing some branding work with some other people and this is the, really the first time in my career and in my life where I've just put my hands up and gone, help, help me because I can't do this. Um, you know, I've only gotten it to this far and obviously it's, you know, gaining traction. But if I really want this to become, you know, a global organization and to have a huge impact, then I need the support of people that know how to make that happen. So that's um, exciting on a business sense. Um, but what it gives me an opportunity to then be able to begin to do is perhaps consider, you know, um, after having been at university for four or five years and then being on island pretty much for four or five years without many holidays, for example, next winter, could I go away for a couple of months and, and work from abroad and, and get a little bit of winter sun or something like that? Um, but I have many other hobbies and things going on as well. I'm quite involved in, in musical events and, and stuff like that. So I've always got something on the go. Sounds like you're a very busy man. It's a good job you get a good night's sleep. <laughs> that was Dan White. As we continue with the series, I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we've heard what it's like starting a business in Guernsey and any questions you have for local entrepreneurs who are already working hard to turn their business dreams into reality. Get in touch. We're on Twitter at gpressbusiness or you can find our contact details in the Guernsey Press. We'll be back with more interviews soon as well as panel discussions reflecting the issues and opportunities facing Guernsey's business community. Thanks for listening. Till next time.